بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمد نسلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ ٹوڈے از دا ٹوینٹی تھرڈ آف ایپریل ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزینڈ اینڈ So inshallah going through up to including verse 31. So verse 30. Audhu billahi minash shaitan rajeem. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Such, i.e. is the pilgrimage. Whoever honors the sacred rites of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For him it is good in the sight of his Lord. Lawful to you. I.e. during pilgrimage or cattle. Except those mentioned to you. But shun the abomination of idols and shun the word that is false. So there's a few things mentioned here. So there's a report. And it mentions. So this is recorded in Ibn Jadir and Ibn Kathir's tafsir. Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu he said honoring them i the sacrificial animals means choosing fat healthy animals i for sacrifice so when allah the almighty glorious says in two verse verse 13 verse 32 wa may yu'azzim in this verse he says wa may yu'azzim hurumat two verses later he says wa may yu'azzim sha'ilillah Allah Ta'ala's, one of the meanings is he's referring to the sacrificial animals during the Hajj. And, he, and Ibn Abbas said, meaning you choose fat, healthy animals for sacrifice. Also it mentions, this is in Sayyid Bukhari, Abu Umama Ibn Sahl radiyallahu said, we used to fatten the Udiya in Al-Madina and the Muslims used to fatten them. So they were preparing well in advance for the Hajj by making the animals plump, high, worthy of sacrifice. Also it mentions, this is in Ibn Majah, Imam Ahmad in his Muslim, um, Abu Rafi radiyallahu he relates, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sacrificed two castrated fat horn rams. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sacrificed two castrated fat horned rams and this is the best of sacrifice in terms of either the day of Eid also in Abu Dawood and Ibn Majah Jabr relates that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa he sacrificed two castrated fat horned rams i.e. confirming the previous report so now there is some animals you need to be careful of not to sacrifice so Ibn Kathir rahmatullahi he mentions It was said that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded us to examine their eyes and their ears and not to sacrifice the muqabila, the mudabila, the sharqa, nor the kharqa. This is recorded in Tirmidhi who graded it Sayyih and Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, Abu Dawood Nasai Ibn Maj. So the Prophet specifically mentioned four things that you're not supposed to sacrifice. The Muqabila, Mudabila, Sharqa and Kharqa. 
So Ibn Kathir explained Rahmatullah in this tafsir. As for the muqabila, it is the one whose ear is cut at the front. As for the mudabila, it is the one whose ear is cut at the back. As for the shurqa, it is the one whose ear is split. As Imam Shafi'i said, the kharqa is the one whose ear is pierced with a hole. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So putting it simply, it's all to do with the ears. Anything which is wrong with the ears of the sacrificial animal, you shouldn't sacrifice it. And also it mentions, so this is recorded in Dirmadi, who graded it Sahih. Abu Dawood, Nasai, Ibn Majah, and Ahmad. Sayyidina Barara, the Allah said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Arba'un la tajuzu fil adahi. Four are not permitted for sacrifice. Those that are al-awra'ul bayyinu awruha. Those that are obviously one-eyed. Wal-maridatul bayyinu marduha. Those that are obviously sick. Wal-arjahul bayyinu zala'uha. Those that are obviously lame. And those that have broken bones, you should not sacrifice. So the Prophet added a few things. One eye, keep away from them. Those that are ill, don't sacrifice them. Those that are limping and those who have broken bones. So all of this, why did the Prophet go at great length to explain? Because Allah Ta'ala is commanding it. He goes, those who honor the sacred rites of Allah, those who honor the signs of Allah, how do you honor it? It's by getting a sacrifice. And Allah Ta'ala is highlighting through the Qur'an, of course, the Sunnah, what is being referred to here. But in the same verse, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentions. So look how interesting, if you look at the verse, what does Allah Ta'ala mention uh, in the middle? وَأُحِلَّتْ لَكُمُ الْأَنْعَامُ إِلَّا مَا يُطْلَ عَلَيْكُمْ Halal for you are cattle, except those mentioned to you. Question. Where's the exception? It's not in the Qur'an. So Allah Ta'ala is highlighting something else is being referred to. So what are the so if, if a person, like the people, some deviants, they don't believe in the hadiths. So you quote his verse to them. You say Allah Ta'ala says, Qatr are lawful to you, except those that are mentioned. Where's that mentioned? Where's the exception? And it's from the hadith of the Prophet. So Allah Ta'ala is referring to the Sunnah here. But then it says, Shun the abomination of idols and shun the false word. So there's a few reports. In Abu Dawood number 3599, Tirmadi number 2307, Ahmad in his Muslim number 17615, Baghwi Abu Nu'im, Qanzul Umar, volume 4.7, Ibn Our beloved Messenger وسلم, he said, Swearing a false oath is equal to shirk. Swearing a false oath is equal to shirk. Swearing a false oath is equal to shirk. Then he recited this portion of verse 13 1. Shun the abomination of idols and shun the word that is false, being true in faith to Allah. And never assign partners to him. So let's look at this. Swearing a false oath is shirk. The Prophet repeated that three times. So if you swear a false oath, it is absolutely 
unbelief, the Prophet was saying, and then he goes, this is the meaning of this verse. So look how interesting. What was the first part of the verse the Prophet recited? Idols. What's idols going to do with the false oath? There's the shirk. You might as well worship idols if you're doing a false oath. And then he goes, shun the word that is false. So there's a link between the verse and it's talking about the false oath. Then Allah Ta'ala says, be true, don't assign partners to your Lord. So not the Prophet was explaining this passage. So the Lord is also, it mentions, this is in Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi, Ibn Majah, Tabarani, uh, Hassan, Zahabi, in his Kabayr. Our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa he said, bearing false witness is twice equal to associating something with Allah. Astaghfirullah. Bearing false witness is twice equal to associating something with Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what does this mean? Why is it twice equal to associating partners? Because the first is, you've swore a false oath. And secondly, you've lied. <laughs> so the Prophet wasallam is saying, this is twice equal. And how common is that? People swear false oaths for no reasons. Quranic kasmi. Right? Why are you saying, swearing by the Quran? Because they want to tell you that they, and most of the time, people are lying when they swear by the, by the Quran. And this is actually taking them out of Islam. They don't even realize. And also, in Ibn Majah, Hakim Sayyid, Zahbi, in his Kabayr, the Prophet said, Both the feet of the one who bears false witness will not move on the day of resurrection from their place until the fire becomes obligatory for him. So he will not be able to move, the Prophet said, until he enters the fire because he is swearing false witness. And also there's a very interesting thing we need to know here. And Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he mentioned something fascinating. So, this is the answer that I'm going to give you the details. Swearing truthfully by other than Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, is worse than lying while swearing by Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the answer. So I'll say that again. Swearing truthfully by other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is worse than lying while swearing by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now let's give you the proof of this. In Tabarani in his Kabir number 8902 or 9-183 Ibn Abi Shayba in his Al-Musannaf number 12402 Abdul Razak in his Al-Musannaf number 15929 or 8-469 Tarheeb number 2613, Sahih. Al-Hatami in Majma Az-Zawaid states Sahih. And Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah states Sahih. In Irwa Al-Ghalil number 2562. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, That I swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I am lying is more beloved to me than I swear by other than him and I am truthful. So what did the great Ibn Mas'ud say? He goes, if I take Allah Ta'ala's custom in his name and I lie, so he goes, I swear by Allah and I lie, he goes, that is more beloved to me than swearing by 
the Kaaba, for instance, are telling the truth. So, you, know, you start scratching your head, what did he mean for first and other report? In Sa'id ibn Mansur in his Sunan, Ibn Abu Shayba in his Al Musannaf, number 12,407, the Tabi'in Al Qasim ibn Muhaydama, who died 100 AH, Rahmatullah alayhi, he said, It does not matter to me if I swore by a man's life or by the cross. It does not matter to me if I swore by a man's life or by the cross, I, they are both equal. So in today's day and age, I swear by my mother's life, brother, I'm telling you the truth. Kufr. I swear by my father's grave. Kufr. Qasim said, you want to swear by the cross? I swear by the cross in the church. The reason for this, Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu, our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Man halafa bi ghayrillahi faqad kafra aw ashrak. He who swears by anything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has disbelieved or set up partners. This is in Tirmidhi Hassan Hakim Sahih Ibn Hiban Sahih Tarheeb number 2611 So what did our beloved messengers wa say? If you swear by anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kafara faqad kafara aw ashrak you have become an unbeliever or you set up partners. So now, does it mean you're an unbeliever? The blessed scholars, Rahimahumullah, have unanimously agreed. This refers to minor shirk. Thus, it does not take him or her out of Islam, though a gargantuan sin has been committed. So now, why did Ibn Masood say those words? Hafiz ibn Taymiyyah, Rahmatullah, he clarified. In his short work, Swearing by Other Than Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, page 19 to 20 of the English translation. So he said, If Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu swore by Other Than Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would have committed shirk. Even if it was not the major shirk, for verily it is a sin greater than lying. So what was the first thing Ibn Taymiyyah said? If you swear by your father, you committed shirk, though it's not major shirk. But that sin you've committed is greater than lying. Minor shirk is worse than lying. Then Ibn Taymiyyah said, Rahmatullah And if he, radiyallahu swore by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he was lying, then upon him is the sin of his lying. But he is a muwahid. He is a person of tawheed in his swearing by Allah. So he's light, but he hasn't gone into shirk. <laughs> then Ibn Taymiyyah said, Rahmatullah, hence the major sin of lying along with tawheed is far better than a good deed along with shirk. <laughs> so look how beautifully the scholars explain. The major sin of lying along with Tawheed, is far better than a good deed, I speaking truthfully, along with Shirk. Whilst in Manar As-Sabir 2-434, Ibn Taymiyyah said, The merit of Tawheed is greater than the merit of truthfulness, and the sin of lying is less serious than the sin of Shirk. This is what Ibn Masood was highlighting. So now, 
this also exposes the great error of those ignorant Muslims who think that by swearing by other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they can go ahead and lie. People have heard people say this. He says, you don't put your hand on Quran, you are right. Right? Whilst ironically, it would have been better for them to have sworn by Allah and lied. Because ironically, that is. So if a person wants to come to you, and he goes, look, I'm, I'm going to put my hand on Bible, I'm going to lie though, but it's better than taking Allah Ta'ala's name, isn't it? No. You're better at swearing by Allah Ta'ala and lying. Have you understood? Right? This is again how shaitan plays with the ignorant. Though naturally one should not encourage others to do this. For they think that by doing that, it would take them out of the... By doing this, they would take them out of Islam. With Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our refuge. I mean... Finally, we should also keep in mind that the companions, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, considered riya minus shirk, greater than all the major sins, which include murder, homosexuality, intoxicants, adultery. Thus, we should never belittle minor shirk due to it being called minor. Now think about that. If you say to a person, this person has fallen to the sin of homosexuality, which one of us we all repel from me? Astaghfirullah, what the? Is he Muslim? Right? You'll even come out with statements like that. He goes, oh, he did Riyah. We all fall into it, don't we? You must become Gandu. Right? Gandu is less than Riyah. This is what Ibn Masood was highlighting. And that's why Ibn Taymiyyah said, if you commit Riyah, you will be punished. There's no forgiveness for it. You will be punished. Unless you repent, just like you do from the major shirk. If you die with Riyah, you will be punished. Not forever. Why? Because it's shirk. The Prophet called it shirk. So just to reiterate, what did Ibn Masood say? That I swear by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I am lying is more beloved to me than I swear by other than him and I am truthful. This is why the companions were living the Quran. They knew the Quran. So why have I mentioned this here? Because Allah Ta'ala is warning you about this here. What does he say? Shun the filth of idols and shun the word that is false. Verse 31. Being true in faith to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and never assigning partners to him. If anyone assigns partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is as if he has fallen from the heaven and being snatched up by the birds or the wind had swooped up, I like a bird on its prey and thrown him into a far distant place. So now Allah Ta'ala is mentioning a parable. He's mentioning the parable of those who fall into shirk. So first the hadith. So this hadith is in Abu Dawood Ahmad graded Sahih. It's a long report, the relevant report. The Prophet Sallallahu he said, then Allah the Almighty, the Majestic says, Place I, this wretched person, place his record in Sijin, in the lowest earth. Return my servant to the earth. For verily I have promised mankind that having created them from the earth, I will return them to it. And I will make them come out of it another time. Upon this divine command, the deceased soul is flung from the sky 
until it lands in his body. The Holy Prophet then recited this portion of verse 31. If anyone assigns partners to Allah, it is as if he has fallen from the heaven and being snatched up by birds or the wind had swooped and thrown him into a far distant place. So simply put, this is the unbeliever, his soul. His soul goes up and Allah is furious with him. And he goes, put his record in the record of the criminals in the lowest earth, Sijin. Then he said, I promise that I will resurrect them from the earth. And then the command is, throw him back. So his soul is unceremoniously flung back into his body, into the grave. And the Prophet then said, this is the meaning of this verse. So if you look at the verse, it's actually literal. If anyone assigned partners to Allah, it is as if he has fallen from the heaven and being snatched up by birds or the wind and thrown into a far distant place. So this is a direct tafsir of the Prophet However, there's another commentary. So Hafiz ibn Qayyim, he mentions in his work, Amfal fil Qur'an al-Kareem, Paragons of the Qur'an. Page 90 of the English translation. So he said about this verse. He subhanahu wa ta'ala likened the one who abandons iman and tawheed to a person falling down from the sky in respect to severe pain. Bird snatching him and tearing him apart are the shayateen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends to annoy and disturb him, leading him to do. As every shaitan has snatched away a piece of his heart and religion, similar to how every bird has a piece of his flesh and limbs. The wind blowing him to a far off place is his desires that he follows, which blow him down and far from the sky. So now if you look at the verse, Allah is mentioning, he's mentioned a bird. And he's mentioned uh, the bird tearing him, snatched him up. He mentioned the wind that swoops him and throws him to a far place. So these are symbols. So Hafiz ibn Qayyim is saying that the birds are the shayateen. So look at the verse. So Allah says, it is as if he has fallen from the heaven and been snatched up by birds. So Ibn Qayyim said that's referring to the shayateen. And he says, they are tearing your heart i.e. they're leading your, you to your doom, making you fall into sin, eventually unbelief. And then he says, just like how a bird rips into the flesh. Look how beautiful that is. You see vultures, what do they do? They rip into the flesh because that's how the shayateen work on your heart. Then he said, the wind blowing him, look at the verse, or the wind had swooped and thrown him into a far distant place. The wind blowing him to a far place is his desires which he follows, your hawa, which blow him down from far from the sky. So what are the parables? The parable is referring to the shayateen and your desires. That's according to Hafiz ibn Qayyim. So shayateen and desires are what destroy you. The Quran's warning you about that and it gives you that image of the birds and the wind tearing you or throwing you to some far distant place, i.e. of unbelief. And we ask Allah the Almighty to protect us from this. So just to add this to finish, what has all this got to do with the Hajj? <laughs> so 
So Hajj is Tawheed. You know, people do Hajj and every symbol of Hajj is pure Tawheed. So Allah Ta'ala has given you the parable of Tawheed in this glorious surah. Another honor given to this glorious surah by Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So on the side of us, we will conclude. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ذلك ومن يعظم حرمات الله فهو خير له عند ربه وأحلت لكم وأحلت لكم الأنعام إلا ما يطلع عليكم فاجتنبوا الرجس من الأوثان واجتنبوا قول الزور حنفاء لله غير مشركين به ومن يشرك بالله فكأنما خر من السماء فتختفه الطير أو تحوي به الريح في مكان صحيق We pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He makes the Quran that it be our hearts And I pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He listen to any edits which I may have in the verse in the Quran